Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. movie this week is children who chase lost voices aka children who chase lost voices from what was the, what was the other title journey to <laughs> yeah oh yeah journey to agartha agartha Agar- you know i remember that because i was thinking is there another country called awena i didn't get that joel you're giving me a face like i should get that agartha awena Oh, Wayne Garth. Wah, wah, wah. Anyways, it was directed by, <laughs> I just said the guy's name, Makoto Shinkai, and Makoto written by Makoto Shinkai. Shinkai. Uh, voice actors. Cool. We're in this. So, a uh, random movie picked for us by the trusty randomizer. Old Faithful Machine. Been a long time since we went into animation. And uh, I gotta say, this was, um, it was okay. I'm just gonna jump straight into it. It was, it was okay. I don't know if the dubbed version we watched had, like, some sort of lost in translation thing going on where, like, plot points weren't really laid out as to, like, characters' motivations or whatever, but, like, it, it was really pretty. Oh, yeah. Absolutely agree with you there. I think it was really pretty, too, but I do think, and we'll probably talk about all of it, but there was, like, a mashup of uh, Miyazaki influence. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I think it was well done, but I think, and it had its own story as well, a bit, but there was a lot of uh, Miyazaki stuff in there. Maybe even stuff I don't know from movies I haven't seen. But yeah, there was a a compilation of um, moments that reminded me of other moments in Miyazaki movies. I wonder how much of that is based on like uh, Japanese stories or like Japanese art or something like that. Like I thought about that too. Maybe not Miyazaki. Maybe Miyazaki wasn't the one who came up with that stuff in the first place. I, mean, I wondered about just, that. Yeah, based on traditional stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they lay out a bunch of mythology in this movie. So, yeah, I, I can't say. I should have looked it up before. Now I'm looking on my phone right now. Maybe there's an artist that did renderings of these creatures before either one of them did that they're both influenced by. But I, I think it's pretty... I don't like to say things definitively when it comes to this kind of thing. But it seems pretty undeniable in a couple of places that it's similar to Miyazaki. Oh, yeah, totally. Very, very Miyazaki. Uh, I have to say some of the, some of the aesthetics of some of the creatures we saw kind of remind me a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh cards as well. 
uh, at one point. Yeah, it says uh-huh. here uh, one of the director's greatest influences, Yu-Gi-Oh. No, it doesn't say. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely very Miyazaki uh, from like the little cat creature thing that we encounter on the shoulder of the the young uh, protagonist girl who's you know trying to just. I don't know, go to school and stuff. I, I feel like when it comes to fantasy Japanese animation, you can't swing a stick without hitting a cat creature, though. It's not, not oh, exclusively. I don't know. It, it reminded me of um, the little kind of Pikachu-looking thing from uh, that one Miyazaki film. Uh, the one with the planes and the... Um, Trains and the automobiles? No, the, the giant bug creature one. Uh, the giant bug creature yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, you talking about uh, cat? Uh, not Howl's Moving Castle. The other castle in the sky. Mm-mm. That nope. has planes in it. Porco Rosso. Nope. That's got planes in it. Try again. He likes planes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, saying that there does. were planes in it was not. Uh, all right. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's the first one. That's first Castle one in the Sky. No, oh, you're talking about Nausicaa. Nausicaa, yes. Okay. Yeah. So that Might was, I mean, that was even based on a manga, so it wasn't even his. Well, it was, but it, it was his manga. It was his manga? Yeah. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, yeah. That's why Nick was so obsessed. Because with I talked it. to him and he said he didn't do it. Miyazaki yeah. did the manga because that was the whole plan. His plan. His plan was is he was going to, he was going to make, he, he, he wanted to do his own animation, his own animation. So he started with doing a comic first, oh, so that he could then scout that around, okay. get money to make his animation it's for it. It's a lot of visual information in that. I see landscapes and the world and everything that exists in Nausicaa. Okay, well, listeners, I'd like to apologize. Uh, I've got a couple of liars on here that are trying to trick me, and they mm. just, you know. I, I'm going to throw him out the podcast, don't worry. All you have to worry. do is look huh? at a face, and you know he drew it compared well, to the movie. I mean, these faces look like he drew them sometimes, you know? Well, that's because everyone, every animator wants to be Miyazaki. <laughs> I mean, not not the guys who did, uh, you know, uh, Aeon Flux. They, didn't, they, they draw skinny weirdos. <laughs> True, but I, didn't actually some people who used to work for Miyazaki make this film? No. Not as far sure? as I know. Okay. I couldn't, I didn't, I was looking for... I was under the uh, impression that, that these were uh, um, Studio Ghibli al- alumni or something. No, as far as I can see, this the Makoto Shinkai, who has been called the next Miyazaki oh. by some critics, is uh, didn't have any association as far as I could see. Okay. Like, his only animation credits are on stuff that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Okay. In fact, it looks like he animated the entire movie himself, or maybe there's just not full credits on IMDb. Fair enough, fair enough. His hand was very tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof. So, a 2011 movie, and it didn't feel... I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel that original. I think it's one of the problems I have with it. Uh, you know, a mysterious boy comes out of somewhere and and saves a girl, and then the girl spends the rest of the time trying to seek out that boy. Although it's it's a bit more compl- the story's more complicated than that. But that that that's kind of the gist of it. Mm. You know, there's way more. Wait, are there more helicopters? Has Miyazaki ever had a helicopter in his movie? I don't know. He's had other flying things. Yeah, 
I think they had helicopters in that music video he did. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah the music video. O- only you or something like that. It's a good one. Only you. No, not not that one. Um, I don't remember. I forget the name. It's really cool, though. It's a great music video, yeah. We saw it on the big screen when they were doing oh, that's Studio rad. Ghibli Fest. Yeah. It was a surprise. We're like, what is this? This isn't Princess Mononoke. Oh. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think I... I Okay, the movie is good. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. It was entertaining. And I, I've had anime watching experiences where it didn't hold my attention because it was too, like, cerebral or something. But this one, I felt like there was enough happening and there was enough visual interest for me to stay um, engaged with it. I did, though, think that one of the major differences between this and other Miyazaki stories is that the girl seems really weak compared to the heroes in Miyazaki movies. That's true. Yeah. The central figures are usually girls in Miyazaki movies, and they usually are able to do things on their own and figure it out without anybody else. And they start off that way in this, but then they really quickly turn it into her getting saved by this boy and getting, you know, going after him to try and find him. Another thing, I don't really feel like we usually have older people as protagonists. They're usually like young, you know, teenager or to just coming into adulthood. Yeah. Or, you know, obviously in like something in my neighbor Toro where they're really young girls. But um, this one has a main character who is an adult man who I understood his motivation. You know, at, like he's got kind of he has a tragic sta- a story that he's he's pursuing although the emotion of that story didn't really work for me because they laid it out in a weird way where he he wasn't very sympathetic no you know, he, he's not a nice person yeah and her motivation like at first i thought it was going to be that uh, I guess I should lay it out. Okay, so so what what happens in this story is there is like an opening from the underworld, which is uh, in in the underworld is the land of Agartha, and there are these stones that are called Cletus. No, wait, uh, what are they called? <laughs> Cl- Clavis. Clavis. Yeah, the Cl- Clavis. They're stones. called the glaive, and uh, <laughs> they're the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. That's right, <laughs> and it's right. If a wizard gathers all of them, they can snap away half of the uh, the animals or something. Anyways, these stones allow are are not supposed to be on the upper world, and a couple of them got up there somehow. I don't know. So, yes, the what do they call them? Toppers or people of upsiders? The, the upsiders? Upsiders? Yeah, the upside of angers. And top ciders, <laughs> top ciders. toppers pizzas versus <laughs> bottoms pizza. Nobody wants to go to bottom think, bottomers pizza. <laughs> I don't want to go to bottomers pizzas. Uh, I kind of do. Is is toppers like a national? Uh, no, it's not. Thing? Is that uh-uh. just a south? Yeah, it's Southern California, Southern California. Mm-hmm. and not even that far. I think there's only like oh. eight locations. Well, listeners, you got to come visit. Yeah, toppers is really good. Like yeah. I know it doesn't compare to East Coast pizza, although I've never had East Coast pizza, but I think it's pretty good for the area. I think if I lived in an ancient society, I would try to get up to the surface world and go to Southern California, 
to eat a Topper's Pizza. Sponsor, you have a sushi sponsor burrito, us. you know. Uh, no thanks. Oh, okay, me neither. Sarah, you want a sushi burrito? No, I already know the answer. <laughs> and keen listeners already know the answer, too. <laughs> anyway, so the there is a legend that says if you go into the underworld area, there is a power to resurrect the dead. So the grown-up man wants to go there and uh, get his wife back who died at some unknown time ago. It almost seems like it's like ancient times, like he was fighting in World War II. No, I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be modern time in the movie, but whatever. They they don't establish it. And the girl goes down there I presumably because well, it seems like she doesn't she goes down there not by choice, mm. but now that, like she decides to go on the journey because she might want to bring back some guy she met briefly hmm. but i thought they were going to say the motivation was that she wanted to bring her father back because i thought she was going to get to see her father or something at the very least yeah. yeah because her father died and they tell us that in the very beginning and yeah they go to this underworld i thought the journey to get to where they were going was kind of interesting. Like the transport, how they got from where we are to where they are. Yeah. Um, and it kind of creates this weird, like, picture in my mind of, like, what the earth has underneath of it or something. If you were to draw, like, where we are versus where they are and how to get there. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do some research on the hollow earth theory. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the flat earth theory. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> now, There's dinosaurs underneath us. The guy who helped them get into the portal. Mm-hmm. First of all, Shin. Right. He is. He says he's the brother of the guy who kissed her and died. Uh, right. Yeah. Shun is the the person who died, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Shin is the younger brother who she, who Asuna mistakes for mm-hmm. uh, the older brother. But he went up because he had a task. Right, a task. They have specific lingo in this movie for different <laughs> things that they what, do. Karen, what are you doing here? Weren't you on a task? Oh, I'm still on a task, Joel. All right, well, I have a task, so oh, okay. I can't interrupt my task. Yeah, you can't just run up to me and ask me uh, how I'm doing uh, while you, I'm doing my task, uh, Joel. Yeah, that task sounds incredibly dangerous. Yes. Whatever it was. Oh, yeah. The task. Sarah, have I you gotten thought, your task yet? I thought... <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm not talking. Oh, okay. because I'm <laughs> my task. My task is silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. They, I kind of go I, ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I kind of wish we'd, uh, kind of wish we'd gotten a little bit more of like the street view of some of these, uh, some of these cities. Yeah. Down here. Some, like, life going on. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Just a little bit. We got to see, like, the doorway kind of leading in. Right. (laughs) To some cities. That's about it, though. Yeah. And Shin comes from some place where there's, like, a a council 
with one incredibly old blind woman and two younger teenage dudes. Yeah. And I guess they're in charge of stuff, but I'm not sure. And in Shin, Shin so obviously some type of like loner outsider, even amongst his people. Yeah. yeah. So he's got like no backup. None. And that blind lady spits on him and calls him worthless. Well, he does. She doesn't do that. But it, it's all my feels like that. She shames him for letting the other top worlder people come. And it's not even really his fault. He brings the girl along. And then we find out that her little cat came along, too, in her backpack. Mimi. Mimi, the best character of the movie. Yeah. Do you want me to say what I thought and reminded me of Miyazaki so far? Please, yes. Okay, so first there was the creature on the bridge, which reminded me of creatures from, like, Princess Mononoke. There was more than one creature that reminded me of Princess Mononoke. Yeah, there was a bunch. There was, like, one with the head of a Miyazaki-looking creature, one with, like, the worms or whatever were the the virus that was attacking the animals type of creature. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, there was, a like, a standing man creature that reminded me of the, of the end of Princess Mononoke. But the girl, the main girl, reminded me of the older sister in My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, what was her name? Not uh, May. May's the younger one. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the guy that she's with goes through some things that are really Prince Ashitaka-ish, too. Yep. But if you haven't seen those movies, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. You should watch them, too. Well, I know at least one person that hasn't seen Princess Mononoke, and he works with Aaron at the comic book store, so... Has that has that guy with the uh, with the blue hair Sonic is his name right? <laughs> no, it's, it's I'm gonna Matthew. call him Sonic next time yeah, I no. see him. Hey Sonic, <laughs> gotta go fast. Hey, Sonic, uh, I got you this chili dog. I mean, he's busy right now. He's going to barber school. Is he, okay, is he pregnant? No, is it Wario's baby? No. Okay, his name's what Matthew. He had purple hair. Oh, he had purple hair. Purple. Jeez, oh, I feel bad now. Whoa, that's an that's original character copyright. No copyright infringement intended. Do do not take Matthew the Hedgehog. <laughs> Be nice to people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, the the guy with the the standing guy with the mask that uh, I guess eats dead people or whatever. Uh, that reminded me of the shadow in uh, Spirited Away that like eats everything. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I guess that the the crawling creatures kind of part reminded me of the, I don't know which ones they did, but kind of the, the spider apes. guy in... Oh, in um, the, uh, Spirited Away? A little bit, but also maybe something else. Like I was thinking that. the apes in Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. Like, we want That's to eat was. the human. Right. We're not scary. And I think just visually, like, the landscape and the faces all look really, um, I mean, I I am excited to see anybody doing animation that is to that caliber, because saying something is like Miyazaki is like saying it's like the best thing ever. Totally. Yeah. And I'm interested to see other styles, too. But yeah, the, the water, the the nature that was drawn the 
characters. Yeah, there, there's a lo-fi to like the sword fight and the, the guns, which is also like Princess Mononoke. Oh, nobody's riding a cool elk though, but I, I did like his like mule horse thing. Yeah, they yeah. switched it up. The horse was cool. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the the companion of her cat reminds me of Kiki's delivery service oh. and the dynamic with her and Gigi. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that's a good movie too. But I'll stop going on about it. <laughs> the movie this week is no wait. wait. <laughs> All right, so let's let's do the story here, uh, as much as we can remember. Okay, <clears throat> having just watched the movie, <laughs> sure. So our our main character is Asuna. She is a girl, a schoolgirl. That's right. And uh, she seems to like spending a lot of time alone, and like it's her choice because her she's got people who are like, oh, you want to hang out, you want to walk home together, and she's like, uh, no, I got to do my own thing and. The first time we see her, she's sitting on a, a rock cliff, and she's using some radio device type thing that has a has a crystal in it, and she's tuning it, and she's got an earpiece, and you hear the music, and it's like, <laughs> that's exactly what it was like. Okay, I don't I don't think that's what it, I, I, it's not very distinctive. Whatever. Just like tones or something like that. Yeah, she's hearing the the sounds of the crystal. Mm. Crystals give off a certain vibration, you know. <gasps> a vibration that can be used for healing. Oh. Your dingus. Sarah, do you have an opinion? On the heartbeat? <laughs> yes. I thought because she said it sounded like a heartbeat that that could be... I thought that potentially it might end up being a connection between her and somebody in the underworld, like the boy that she was interested in, or it could be something about her father. Oh. Or I thought that she may have some kind of special power to go between worlds or something. Um, but I did like the lo-fi radio thing. Yeah, it was cool. But because of we don't know what time period it takes place, I don't even know technology they they would have and nobody has a tv well i mean what i'm gonna say is is the uh the advanced weaponry of the um the military oh yeah they came in got like uh, a spoiler helicopter a little bit later in the movie but uh was very modern that's very modern true style. i forgot about that so she just lives in a rural village or something like that i have a feeling it's a pretty minimal minimal yeah, minimal living it sort seems, of situation. Yeah, it seems like they didn't have roads to get to her house. Like, all the kids had to walk home from school, and it seemed like it wasn't necessarily because they couldn't catch a bus, but because maybe there wasn't even a road. Yeah. And probably everyone lived within a certain distance, in a smaller village size or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where we go, there are no roads. Because no one's built them yet. Back to the Future 4. Oh. Caveman, Marty, your great 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 grandfather is in the Crusades. I have to go even farther back. Uh, wow, that looks really cool on my uh my voice monitoring thing. Okay, probably irritating though. Okay, so we get the idea. She's a lonely lonely girl. She she walks home alone. When she gets home, her mom is not there because her mom works as a nurse and does night shifts. 
and uh, smokes a lot of cigarettes too. We, we also see the kitten Mimi who is uh, seems like it's supposed to be an outside cat but she sneaks in it's very adorable and uh, she stops at the little shrine for her, her father who's passed and cooks her own dinner uh, I don't even think she sees her mom the first night just goes back to school and when she goes back to school her very pregnant teacher which is an important de- no it's not I don't I, no, it is important. I mean, it's a de- it's well. I mean, it comes into play because yeah. yeah, says that there's been recent sightings of a creature, and the kids should be careful. It might be some kind of bear, and you know what bears do, guys. <gasps> I've heard rumors, Joel. Yes, I've heard rumors. What kind of rumors? <laughs> uh, uh, it's not for me to reveal this rumor, Sarah. It wasn't a bear. <laughs> That's true. So what I you're think s- you're excited you're saying, that you thought it was going to be a bear. You're saying that that creature wasn't going to touch her dingus <laughs> like a bear would. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It's not a bear. It's like a, I mean, it's a, it's a monster creature. It's a Pokemon. Yeah. With big, sharp fangs. And uh, she's all by herself and looks like she's going to get eaten. And then Super Kid shows up. Oh, we saw Super Kid the night before. Oh, yeah. She was like staring out from her window and she was like, uh, oh, there's a sparkle out there. Well, better go to bed. And then we, we get closer to that sparkle and it's a long haired, well dressed guy. He's wearing a cape and, you know, yeah. he's, no, looking, no, this, he's looking pretty fancy. Nah, he just had a button-up shirt. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to blend in or something. Yeah. His glowing necklace. Found the, the, that uh, topsider clothes, you know? Yeah. Like Terminator style. Probably so, beat someone up. and. Oh, that's true. Wearing. Yeah, he beat up he beat up Bill <laughs> Paxton and stole his clothes. Yep. That's not right. Poor guy. He seemed like he remembered who she was. Yeah. And that never comes back around again. No. And he talks about, like, kind of, like, loving her or something, or having some attachment to her. Yeah. And then just dies. Was it, like, his time or something? Not explained. They don't explain it. Not explained ever. So when they're in the underworld, his younger brother says that he loved the upper world, and there was nothing more he wanted to do than to live there. And thrive. Mm. So he's like, he died how he wanted to on the upside or whatever. Up, yeah. But yeah, there's so he he defends her from this beast, you know, jumps around, does some matrix stuff, cuts the beast. And uh, this was very shocking. We watched a, a trailer for the movie, which was just a clip. And it was this this part of the movie. It was a clip where the beast and the, the kids jumping around fighting it. And in the clip we saw, he tricks the beast into running off the bridge and falling. And then he turns around to the girl. He's like, are you okay? And it's like, okay. So we're watching it and we're like, oh, it's going to play out just like it did in the the trailer. Except in this version, the monster claws the kid and the kid gets impaled on a stick on his, you know, goes straight through his arm. Oof. And then he, his crystal like does a super light which blows off the monster's jaw and then the, then the monster falls into the water Oof. so i thought it was a good fake yeah <laughs> they just edited it i mean did they it's true 
Maybe I, they thought it would seem more violent and they didn't want the trailer to have violence in it or that's something. That's true. That could I be it, know. yeah. But I could, totally could have seen like them showing all that violence and then just ending the trailer with that sneaker pimp song, Underground, and then, you know, start Watch revealing. Space. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the that was the alternate cut all right uh, okay okay i'll get a hold of some sneaker uh, video pimps, huh? yeah well, what era are they from that'd be uh 90s. 1996 so is when oh, okay six so feet underground it was a year after <laughs> captain marvel took place so couldn't be in the movie i see yeah except for i think those songs are uh, don't all fit within the time period she wasn't they I don't. don't okay they don't she's a time traveler I mean, I like the idea of uh, certain characters listening to certain songs, though, while they're driving. So, no Macy Gray. Wait, that was two thousand. Wait, when does Spider Man come out? Spider Man ninety nine or something. Yeah, ninety nine. I think. Okay, Macy Gray was in that movie. She was during the uh, the the parade scene. Mm-hmm. Also, when the the Green Goblin showed up, she was in Paperboy. Oh yeah. What? I'm just going off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm joking her. Oh, is that in season two? <laughs> oh, the paper what? boy. Oh no, I'm sorry, I was thinking of something else. I'm talking about the movie Paper Boy. Oh. With Zach Efron. I was thinking about Paper Boy <laughs> as, as in paper the rapper. Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Oh, boy, yeah. She should be on that show. <laughs> that would be awesome. Macy Gray, like in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. So this kid gets damaged, and then he's like, hey, you better not come back here. This kid gets damaged. And Mimi's like, I love you, new kid. So yeah. Mimi does hangs out with the kid. And, of course, the girl doesn't listen, so she comes back the next day. Mm-hmm. We are briefly introduced to her mom, who's like, what the heck is going on? And she goes and uh, bandages up the boy, and the boy's like, this is the part where he's like, I did this, I did what I needed to do, and I'm, I'm, you're going to be alive, and that's what's the most important. Thing. Yeah, this part of the movie really weirds me out, mm-hmm. because, like, he's just chilling on the mountain. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to go back underground. He doesn't want to go to her house. He doesn't want to meet her mom. His life is done. He's done. I mean, they play it like he decides, like, maybe he was already gonna die after a couple of days of being upside or whatever but i think we were supposed to think his wound was much worse than it was okay maybe maybe it was supposed to be a fatal wound it just looked like his arm got yeah but he did sit around with it like that for a day (laughs) like in the rain and stuff i don't know i just can't believe that yeah I just I felt like it could have i think i think what i'm where i'm trying to go with is is i felt it could have been very preventable but uh, I guess the story dictated that we needed him to die. Yeah, he didn't want. He didn't feel like it. He didn't feel. It's like, nah, I don't want to go on that adventure. <laughs> <laughs> he also gave her the crystal that he had around his neck. So, oh, that is important. And that turns out to be the 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 dingus or what? No, I'm just using oh. that word interchangeably now. Did but is he it? did he say something about remembering her or like? Oh, he did. Or I you're this like, age now or yes, something? Yes, I felt like, like he did. Like, I thought that that was going to come back around to, like, maybe he was a time traveler. I totally know where you're coming from on that, Sarah. Because I felt I felt that, like, it was a situation where they were going to get married later on. And, like, mm-hmm. he was from the future. And he was going to die. Or something. Yeah. I felt like maybe this was their first meeting in the past mm-hmm. or something. 
Are you okay, Joel? Yeah, I'm fine. Anyways, the kid jumps off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that totally happens. And her mom is like, they found a boy and he died. And she's like, couldn't be him. <laughs> and she goes to the cliff and, it's you know, the, like there's nobody there. But we see the cops like looking at the destruction on the bridge and the went. There's one cop that looks like uh, one of the one of the bad guys from Lupin the Third, right? I, or one of the immediately when not I bad guys, but yeah, yeah, he just looks like a guy, like a oh, the generic detective the, hat, the guy that'd be like really like over exasperated over Lupin's like thing happening. Mm. Oh, what will the chief say? All this money, yep, it's fake. Uh so. But he, he finds the beast, and the beast is all crystallized, and he's like, oh, something about them coming to the top side. This guy already knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's very, very well-read. And the next time we see him, he is a substitute teacher. So, what's his... What? <laughs> he's going undercover, man. He's undercover. He was undercover as, like, the cops. Yeah. And then he was undercover as a, a substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah. And then later, uh, another another boy shows up wearing a mask, and and Asuna thinks that it's it's Shun, but it's actually, we find out later, it's Shin, not Shun. Shin. Get it? Not Shin. Shin? No, it is Shin. Shun. Not Shun. Shun? Shin? Shin. Shy. Too shy. Oh. Hush, hush. What? No. <laughs> Anyways, there's a chase. There's helicopters. There's machine guns, mm -hmm. and they they run down to an underground cave system, and they only escape because the the what the clavis alligator clavis clavis. Oh yeah, there's a guardian down there in the cave, the guardian of the gate, yep. which is a big old. Alligator creature. Alligatosaurus. He's like, I don't want to kill the guardian. I want to put it to sleep. And then everybody kills it. Then they, then he punches it a bunch. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they come in with machine guns and they're like, oh, there you are. And they just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for whoever stunned this poor creature for us to murder. Yep. Wow, I thought they went extinct. All right, men, fire at it. I believe is pretty much what went down. <laughs> they're like, give us the clavis. And they're part of some. What was the name of their Archangel? Is the name of their 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 secret organization ah, in the government? Very important Archangel. information. Well, I mean, what I'm going to say is, is that uh, Shin is very aware oh. of their organization. Oh, we've heard about Archangel. Uh, I don't know. I guess crystals can hack the internet. I assume, <laughs> and he, he just he, he used a bunch of crystals to find out about them. Is this worried about any other Napoleons or Hitlers? There's a picture of Hitler in this movie. Yeah. Uh, coming Certain in. people drew on this underworld power, <laughs> including Hitler. Hey, ancient Numeria, right? What? Isn't this supposed to be Numeria? Yeah, I think they do say that. Yeah, man. But well, what's that? Haven't you guys watched the History Channel? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I have not. I'm kidding. Okay. Is, is this a Hellboy thing? Only to find out about the Oak Island treasure. <laughs> no, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, the, the the Island Boys, they know what's up. Uh -huh. They possibly stumbled upon the secret history, secret treasure, Adolf Hitler. 
Like, oh, this guy's got a good idea. Where do we dig? I don't know. I'm drunk. Well, you see. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it's all hearsay and legend. Where does it's probably all made up. Come into? It's probably all made up. But basically, Numeria was supposed to have. It's like supposed to be one of those ancient uh, uh, legends or whatever. It's supposed to have some oh, type of magical le- energy source or legend whatever. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, mm. yeah. Kids, kids would run through the 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 you know the the temple to try to ret- re- uh, retrieve the. Uh, Make it grab by weirdos. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. In in the Hellboy storyline, Numeria was supposed to be a place where there was a. Uh, energy source oh i see a great power okay. that could push back against the the saduhem the saduhem are the the uh, uh like evil s- alien beings in the other dimension that want to eat us sagoths or shogoths yeah shmogoth shmogoth anyways they end up on the other side of the door but it's just just it's just There's one like of those an iridescent thing that mm. happens like yep. a colorful oh he hits the he hits the clicker and the garage door opens and he's like it's kind of like a Stargate yeah. passage. It's not liquid. Huh? The clavis is also a garage door opener. That's yep. Yep. And it gets it gets uh gets all the stations. Oh <laughs> all the stations. <laughs> it picks up picks up all the good stations, yeah. yeah. Gets K Rock no matter FM. where you are. You get those K-R-Q. radio crystal radio stations. Oh, nice! If you had a, a Clavis, you could get K Rock in Fillmore. You know how difficult that is. Jeez. So, how how much a month do you think is the Clavis uh, subscription? <laughs> subscription. I mean, that's the thing. You find one. You know. Oh, okay. Just don't give it to anyone else. I want know? all those sweet uh, vaporwave. I could only assume. Don't put it up beats. on LimeWire or whatever. Oh. That's the that's the dark web, right? Yeah, or you could trade it for those those new Limp Biscuit tracks. <laughs> nah, I'm too obsessed with sneaker pimps right now. There, I saw Sorry, an article man. that said something about uh <laughs> about uh, uh what what is the Limp Biscuit lead? Oh, oh Fred, Durst. Fred Durst, Fred Durst Jazz Festival, and I was like, Fred Durst and jazz are are three words that. Well, I mean, first of all, <laughs> if there's someone else named Fred Durst, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, they could have been. Could have I'm been just sorry like for the, for the jazz musician I'm just very whose sorry. name is Fred Durst. No, no, no. I think it was him. <laughs> oh man, he tried some different things, right? Oh sure. oh sure. I mean, maybe he really likes jazz, and and Limp Bizkit just happened to be a thing. New that, jazz that he touched with his dingus. New metal jazz. Keep going back to that. Well, it, I mean, it's it's on your mind. We're on the other side. <laughs> One of the soldiers comes up and get everyone, all three of us are like, well, it's obviously that teacher that was talking about the, the legends and the mysteries and stuff like that. And he, he takes off his mask and it's the teacher. <gasps> what do you mean, Joel? Well, Shin is like, you're Archangel. You can't come along here. Okay, see you later. Do you think there is supposed to be some <laughs> kind of weird attraction between him and the girl? I mean, I didn't. No, I didn't think there was an attraction thing, but we kept positing that, like, well, was she his wife? Like, grew as they grew older, or mm, like, yeah. did he fall through time? We didn't and, know if he fell through time. Yeah, and like, is Shin actually Shun, and he's like, hasn't grown into Shun yet? I don't know. Yeah, but the the thing that made me think that was. When he shows up in the class, I thought you were supposed to kind of think that he was a good-looking guy. Ah, uh, yeah. And then 
<laughs> she hears his theories or whatever, and then she goes and studies them. Mm-hmm. And then when they're when they go to the underworld, there's a part where she's like, "It's kind of like you're my dad," and he gets all like embarrassed for a minute, like, "Oh no." I mean, I would I would react that way if somebody said I was kind of like their dad too. I mean. It- Mm. You know, I got, I got you. You got your baby nephew Dolan. If he was like, it's kind of like you're my dad to me. I'd probably be like, uh, no. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Aaron, it's kind of like you're my dad. No, no, Joel, I'm your friend. Put me to bed, Dad. All right, Joel, go to bed. No, you're a girl. <laughs> Wash this baby. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got to that. That baby. Oh yeah, that, baby that happened, to be didn't taken, it? Yeah. Did that happen in this? <laughs> yeah. Man, it's like that thing. Girl, (laughs) cook some food. (laughs) That that thing where if you save somebody's life, you're responsible for it. That's that the grandpa was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So they they go further into the land. (laughs) They they go under breathable aqua velva or whatever it's called. Um, Yeah, there was a term, but and then they they start marching along. And we see them journey, and there's a part where they eat some potatoes, or at least mm-hmm. they call them potatoes. There's a part where they face another Tubers. guardian, and they're like, oh no, and then the kitty jumps out. Turns out Mimi was in the backpack. Because she stowed away in the backpack, and they're like, oh no, how are we going to face this guardian? And the cat goes up, and the guardian's like, cool mm-hmm. with the cat. Yeah, and That's we're all right. like, yeah. oh Mimi, we love you so much, you'll never die. And we're cool uh-huh. with the cat, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're way cool with this little cat. That that cat was the best part of the movie. We sing a song about, oh, Mimi, you're going to live forever. Oh, oh Mimi, if you ever die, we'll turn off this movie forever. Hey, I rhyme forever with forever. Man, I'm terrible at this. I mean... I've heard worse, Joel. Oh, that yeah, was pretty good. Oh, no, it was no. pretty good. Don't worry about it. I gotta get some, like, background music for that. That's a, that's Turn a it into idea. like some trap trance remix. Could be a real hit. I think so. With that, those beats I was throwing down earlier in the we'll, podcast. We'll find the sounds of like crystals clinking together too, just to make it even more authentic to this movie. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go on a journey, and eventually, what happens is, you know, they're they're having conversation. We're we're seeing we're not really seeing things. They find a deserted village. And there's a scene where Shin goes back to his, we assume it's his village, and he returns the the clavis that he found. And Ah. they're like, you let those people in, and she's got another clavis. It's like, what? Like, you failed us. You suck. Go on another task. And then when you're done with that task, do the other task. And then he cuts his hair off. Oh, you know. Well, because he was ostracized from his village. Yeah, he had to cut his ponytail off, and he wasn't ever allowed to return. Wait, that's Prentice Swiss Mononoke. Uh, well, this guy might be a fan. Oh. He's got, like, a girlfriend who's like, where are you going? He's like, oh, don't you have a task to do? I could take a break. That girl, yeah. He, She comes up to him, and he says, like, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it was, like, so surprising. Don't you have a task? Like it was like a like go away <laughs> like, type aren't you, of aren't thing. Aren't you doing a aren't task? Aren't you working? Like, <laughs> like walking by the McDonald's your friend was working at, and they'll just jump over the counter. Like, hey, there's my friend. See you later. That McDonald's job is a task. 
That's right. Uh, okay, so he his task is he has to go get the gem in any way, ne- any means necessary. So even if he has to kill those two. Because even though we were talking about how this is like the underworld before, it's actually not the underworld. It's just like a sub-world where magic exists. And there may be a way to resurrect people on this side. So it feels like they've been misleading us this entire time because oh, i thought dang. it was gonna be yeah I thought it was gonna be the underworld literally yeah yeah i did too these are like human people with villages underground and their their only distinction is that like some magical things and some magical creatures are there and that like they can die too totally and they can yeah they like i'm trying to think of something else that happened that i was like what like they said something about being human. Like yeah, they, they did. are yeah. human. Yeah, but the but the 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 downsiders never mix with the upsiders. So nope, because mm. that's against law. Except Rare there's sometimes you know. Oh yeah, and uh, Asuna gets kidnapped in the middle of the night in, in a pretty disturbing scene. Yeah, <sighs> it seems like she's awake and it's like cold, and then like these bony monster with red eyes like starts. They crawl. They're like four-legged and they crawl up to her she's having like sleep paralysis she yeah can't move. it was some like some textbook sleep paralysis stuff mm-hmm. mimi tries to attack it and that monster strikes mimi away so we're like oh you just killed mimi uh, don't worry mimi's fine mimi don't worry mimi's gonna live forever do not worry about mimi don't worry about mimi what she'll yeah. live forever yes in our hearts that's some like lyrics there man Oh, in the hearts is in the parentheses. Yes. At the end. Spoiler. We're spoiling the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so she gets kidnapped by these things, and she wakes up in, like, it almost it looks like an arena, like circular wrecked building stuff. And there's another little girl there that's, like, much smaller than her, who's, who's crying, and she gets cradled by Asuna, and they're... They realize that these creatures can only walk in the shadows. So as long as they, they try to stay in the light to keep away. But luckily, uh, Shin shows up. And uh, he rescues them by throwing them off a cliff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really. That's what he did. There's a lot of cliffs going on here. A lot, a lot of cliff falling. That's like a, you know. Cliffhanger. Cliffs are dangerous. Yeah. I guess that seems like a fantasy element because it's something that doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the the grown up guy realizes that. Yeah, I know he like somehow finds where she ran off to. I think it was just kind of happenstance. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think they just happened to be in the, around the same area. Right. Okay. I don't think he was like following a trail or anything. Because Shin is is swimming, they they jump off the cliff, but they land in the water, and the the monsters don't like water supposedly. And Shin is swimming to try to save Asuna and the little girl, and one of the monsters slices him in the back, so he yeah. goes unconscious. And Asuna's like, "I've got to save him," so she jumps in the water. But the next time we see her, she's unconscious on the on the shore, so it didn't work out. She tried though, and she didn't die. And Shin, Shin is very badly hurt. 
And so they, they take his horse and they, they try to go to a nearby village where they actually see that there's living people. <gasps> Finally. Civilization? I was like, I can't, you guys were both like, I can't wait to see what this city's like. And nah, we don't get that. No. <laughs> Not in this movie. There are parts when they're walking around that are more like, they remind me of like Machu Picchu and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's ruins and there's kind of overgrown like structures. And um, I guess it's kind of Nausicaa-ish too, but I haven't watched that one. Tons of stone steps. Um, I yeah, like, stone I like Nausicaa. steps. And um, I prefer the original Machu I mean, there's some rice field looking places that have water in them. Just kind of like a cascading like hillside that has different levels with water in it. Nice. And um, yeah, it's not it's not like there's cities or anything. There's just kind of a few people around. And this is the part where they return the girl. Yeah, they bring the girl and those three those three Dangars come out. That's right. On their on their KKK horses. One of them only has one eye revealed too, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. And the other two have their bo- the bottom of their faces covered yeah. up. So yeah. I think they're the, the three stooges. Definitely. Different scarring. I I don't know. Aaron said they look like Dangar. That's what that's what yeah. I call that. The lead guy just reminded me of a, 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 He's a space underworlder mommy. Dengar, man. Can't trust a space mummy. Mm-mm. And they're like, you can't come into our village. Thanks for giving us a little girl, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah and they try to happened. make him go away. and That happened. Like, what about this injured guy? Like, we don't give a crap. And they then, didn't. Then the elder shows up, and he's like, oh, my granddaughter, thanks for shaving there. You can come hang out in my hut. I don't live in the village. Don't expect to ever see the village because you never will. I'm like, okay. And then he welcomes them into his house. He tries to take care of the wounded guy. And then he puts her to work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, He's He's like, you... Bathe my granddaughter. First of all, and, I need you to bathe my granddaughter. And she gets all red. We were saying we weren't sure if that was actually what he said to her. Yeah, because he's in in the English dub. He says, can you please bathe my granddaughter? And she's like, oh, she turns all red. Bathe her? Like, like, oh, this is so shocking. Like, well, no, that wouldn't be that weird in Japan. I think it was really like a, you're quite smelly. Perhaps you should take a bath or something. Yeah. Yeah. I have a suspicion. She seemed embarrassed. Yeah. You smell like a big wet fart. Can you please take a bath right now? (laughs) You're disrupting the chi of the house. The grandfather looks at her and he's like, you should take a break from your task and take a bath. Mm -hmm. I've assigned you a task. A task. (laughs) Part of it seems like... (laughs) Part of it seems like it's like a cozy, warm, welcoming environment, and the rest of it's just like, you do this, you do that. Because um, he's having her help cook, like she's cutting up vegetables and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and then later he tells her to put the baby to bed and that she should go sleep with her or whatever. Put that baby to bed. Men are talking. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, he's he's being very polite and yeah. I think they're outsiders, but like and once the teacher teacher guy who he's really one track mind, like the only thing he doesn't care about who lives or dies or whatever. He's like, I heard there's a way to resurrect the dead. And the old man's like, that is that kind of act is forbidden here. And the teacher is like, that means it's possible. Yeah! <laughs> Tell me, old man, or I'll kill your family. I'm do it right now. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave after you put my granddaughter to bed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe do go, some do go some weed laundry. The garden. <laughs> and I'm... Can you? Cl- I, I need you to scrub the latrine for me. <laughs> no. And I, I like this. It's it's a nice moment. I I really wish there had been some like other people. Oh, there's a part where they're walking and like these kids like throw a stone. Like get the hell out of here! And they throw a stone. At uh, Asuna almost hits her in the head, but this uh, the teacher's got like his hand out. He's got like freaking martial arts, Metal Gear Solid style. Oh yeah, it's part of his backstory that we don't end up finding anything out about. (laughs) No, he's he's a secret commando. He's a spy. I mean, that's how he gets into all these different places. Let's talk about the flashback he has. There's a couple of parts where we have flashbacks. Uh huh. And his flashback is. He's sick in bed, and what we presume to be his wife. Uh, what was her name? Do you remember? No. Some some generic name. Anyways, she's like, I thought I was the sickly one. Oh, you need to stay strong and healthy and happy for when I'm gone. So it's like, okay, I, she already knows she's gonna die. What, yeah, going sounds on. like she's pretty sure she might die. And then we see him like fighting a war. Yeah, it's like he was sent out on a mission. And, yeah, like in a war zone, shooting machine guns and stuff like that. And she's back at home, sick, in bed. And she reaches over to, like, a bedside table with, like, a lamp and some other glass on it. And she accidentally pushes over. And her reaction is like, oh, no. And then there's just, like, a splash of blood. I mean, I think it was blood. I, I think it I don't empty. know. I'm pretty sure it was blood. So it's like, did she fall and hit her head or cut I her think stuff? she was dying. I think she was croaking anyway right then. I think that. Whether or not she fell on something. The context was because of the English dub. I think we were supposed to understand that she had died or something. And because he he does, he like comes through the door and he's like, honey, I'm home. Oh! Yeah. And then sees her dead body or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. He's upset because he had to spend time away from her, and this was, like, his last, like, mission for a while, and they were going to be able to just hang out together, and when he gets back, she's already dead. Yeah, he was like, let's move away, let's go back to my hometown or something. Right, right. So She's like, oh, you're so silly, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's a sad tale. I'm sad. Um, yeah, I mean, they wrap everything up. They get ready to go. Uh, the we see that Shin is he's been bandaged up. He's healing, but he's not able to move, so he has to stay behind. And Asuna and Teacher Guy take their leave. And this is a really sad part where they get in a boat to go, you know, downstream or whatever. 
and Mimi jumps off of Asuna. She's like Mimi's been attached to Asuna this whole time. Like she's you know, either on her shoulder or on top of her head, guarding her when somebody tries to attack. Mm-hmm. Like she's eating with them and everything like that. Yeah, she's having some of the food, and uh, she jumps over to the little girl. And Asuna's like, Mimi, come on, Mimi, come back here. You know, she grabs her, oh, tries man. to take her, and Mimi jumps. And it's like, no. That grandpa <laughs> grandpa says she's completed her mission. She's completed her and mission. And she's going to stay here with us now. Don't worry. We'll take good care of her. I, There's uh, no way she'll die. <laughs> and this part kind of reminded me of in Kiki's delivery service when... Gigi stops talking to her, which I find particularly heartbreaking in that movie. Um, but yeah, in this movie, it's like the cat isn't going to go along with her anymore. And you're like, what the heck? What's happening? And they're like, and then you're like, oh, well, I guess she's going to live with them now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like, going to have a happy life with this little girl little that girls, needs a friend. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be happy together. And the next thing you see, the little girl's crying. Right, yeah. And you're like, oh, she misses Asuna because she left. Well, you know what I was thinking? Because Shin Shin wakes up and he hears the girl crying and he starts walking out there. I was going to be like, oh, man, Grandpa's dead. Like, maybe Grandpa was killed or something like that or or died of old age. No. 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 Why, Why couldn't they have killed Grandpa? The cat died. Mimi's dead. We didn't even see her die. She was just dead in the next scene. We have a harsh separation scene followed by a death scene. Yeah. As soon as tears are coming out of her eyes as she says goodbye and they go down the stream. And then the very next, you know, the next five minutes, I don't know if the little girl killed the cat or what. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I think this is kind of like where uh, the movie starts kind of having a bit of a decline for me. (laughs) I mean... I think the cat was the best part of the movie. So when the cat died, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe it's like Aslan and it's going oh, to rise again yeah. or something. And I'm like, we'll see. And, yeah. you know, these creatures are bringing things back from the dead. And Right. And this is a ma- this is another magical creature. Yeah. You know, Mimi was like, we've seen her eyes flash and stuff like that yeah. and things like that. So. So they just go out back and they bury the cat, right, guys? That's what happens, right? Yeah. A- Aaron? Oh, no, they I, don't. I hate to break it to you. What happened? But that's that's not what happened. Oh, no. They feed it to a demon. No, no. What? <laughs> what? First of, first of all, it's not a demon. It's, it's, like, it's like the god of death for them or something like so that. So what you're telling me is funeral practices underneath the earth a little bit different than practices that <laughs> we may have in our cultures. That would be funny if they, they put it into a cannon. Launch it to the sky. <laughs> Fireworks. Now she's a star. <laughs> yeah, they I mean they, they walk out to some location and here comes the the walking god with a mask and he's only got one arm for some reason and she like doesn't lived. he have like bejeweled butt cheeks too? Yeah, he's got a bunch of bejewels all over his his stuff. <laughs> and the little girl lifts up Mimi, and he opens his mouth and eats that kitten. And yeah, the mask just kind of lifts, and there's just like a bunch off. of teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And then he licks his finger. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we respect you, Death God. Like, yeah. here is something for you. 
I think and it, it might have been less upsetting if I hadn't, like, five seconds before go, oh, he's going to eat it. Yeah, you called a bunch of stuff in this movie. Yeah, Joel, this movie, yeah. You know, You're the Nostradamus of this film. You know, it's a problem when you keep saying the worst things that could happen out loud because you think it's a joke and then it happens. Yeah, I almost shouted, like, for crying out loud. <laughs> Stop it, Joel. Stop, Stop it. it. <laughs> Yeah, and again, I was like, well, maybe it's like Aslan, because this creature is a death creature, but they said something about, you know, circle of life or some crap. Right. Yeah. The grandpa was like, it's the circle of life or whatever. <laughs> it's the circle. Uh, and then, okay, wait, so so the thing eats the, the, the cat. The cycle of perpetual underground and, death. And then Shin is like... <laughs> I have to take my leave, you know. I it, there's nothing for me any it, here at least anymore, so I'm just going to return to my village. So he gets on his horse and takes off and grandpa goes, "We're all alone now." <laughs> that happened, didn't That's it? That's weird. That happened. Shut up, grandpa. <laughs> Man. <laughs> We're all alone now. Oh my god. Yeah, all the friends left and the cat died and the guy left and yeah it's just it's not yeah and and the and i'm gonna say it was an entertaining movie to watch i oh, didn't yeah. know what was gonna happen next at this point joel did <laughs> <laughs> joel knew yeah you know i wrote this movie guys i'm sorry <laughs> i wasn't entertained enough like i i kept going like i hope something's gonna some like i it, yeah it was nice to look at and there were a couple of parts where I, I got like a little bit of hope. Like there, when she gets kidnapped by the monsters, I thought, oh, this is kind of cool going. But uh, okay, well, never mind. And then when the cat dies, I was just like, you don't have anything left for me, buddy. Sorry, movie. I still cared about the little girl, but I kind of didn't care about her as much as I would have if she had a stronger persona in the movie we don't yeah we don't know what she's about yeah we don't really get that like she's just tagging along with her teacher because she has she doesn't know what else to do i mean yeah he asks her if she wants to resurrect that guy and she's like i don't know yeah like and she's yeah like, that was rough that was rough how can we keep on going and or or how do you keep on going he's like you have to decide what you want to do in your own heart he keeps telling her to get lost by the way, I'm going to smoke these cigarettes. And, yeah, he's he's a dark guy. He's really not very happy in his life. He's always cleaning his gun. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. And this is, like, where I feel like it all kind of, like you were saying, Aaron, it kind of snowballs into, like, a catastrophe. Yeah. Which it then tries to remedy afterwards. But, I mean, yeah, but it's, like, there's the creatures that were chasing her in the water. She was in the middle of a water, like a lake or well, something. Before that, there's uh, those three Dengars decide, like, oh, we got to go finish this task for him. Obviously, the taskmaster called and they said, hey, get that task from that task. Like, oh, we have it. We received a task, Tasky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go get go get the glaive. You haven't finished your task yet. And clav it. There was another thing that was kind of Clavis. like culty, like sending people on a task that they like 
were they had to finish. <laughs> he kept saying like you have to repent. Like oh yeah, wait, repent what? and like there was something else too. Mm-hmm. Did we discuss the uh, the Hitler imagery? No, no. The, grandpa does. Grandpa, right? Yeah, Grandpa yeah. explains the reason why they locked it off. Uh, their world is because men with power from the upper side kept coming down to try to, and they destroyed Agartha. Right? And we see the imagery, we see some old leaders, and then we see Napoleon, and there's like, uh, I, I don't remember, a couple of things, but there's definitely Hitler with, you know, the swastikas and everything yep. going on. They wanted their secrets. Mm. And Secret so Atlantean There secrets. were five of those... Uh, uh, Glavens. Glavin. Clavis. The Clavis. Glavin. Clovis, Clavis. Yeah, five Clavises. Smoking your cloves. Which they used to seal off their world. Mm hmm. And it it really doesn't matter. The end. (laughs) Ah, That was a good movie, guys. Uh, Wow. That's a way to end it. Yeah, join us next week for, I don't know, some. Oh, hey, hey. I lost track of what you were saying. Did you say the part about how he tries to get his wife back? No, we the three. <laughs> da- remember the three Dangars go try to get the ta- do the task, and uh-huh. so uh, Shin has to fight them off. Right, right. And he's like, "You saved my life, so I'm paying it back." Now you guys go on. So they get to the end of the world, paying it uh-huh. forward, which is a gigantic hole. Yep, and. <laughs> Teacher, teacher man's like, you gotta decide what you want to do, little girl, that I should be taking care of, but you're a little girl. I'll see you later. Yep. And he starts climbing down. And she's like, uh, I guess I'll walk back now. So that's that's when she's walking in the oh, middle yeah, of that and river. Oh, yeah, the thing happens. Mm-hmm. And then What's-His-Face shows up, right? And they go running down a bunch of stairs. Yeah. What's his name? Shin? Shin. Shows up. He he cuts through the monsters after that because the river like disappears. Right. She runs out of water. Wasn't she going to get like eaten? Yeah. Like those scary monsters. The scary also shadow monsters. Big old, mo- big old mouth. Yeah. Bigger yeah. mouth than the than the god guy. Oh, that was when she fell. She like fell asleep or something while standing up, and she had a dream of Shun, and Shun was like, "Oh, you're here to see me." And his arm, she like reaches out and his arm rips off. Oh, yeah, the nightmare fuel. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> there were I mean, a bunch of like just sudden random. I've had some pretty crazy dreams, but that was like, I was like, I did not expect that. She <laughs> sees a few images, and one of the images she sees is a guy with long hair turned to his back towards her with the cat cat on his shoulder when she's sailing away in the boat and I think that's like a flash of her seeing like them in the afterlife or whatever Mm. whatever that is I feel like you can perpetually die in this world yep maybe like you can die a demon can eat you and then that demon can die time exists simultaneously (laughs) (laughs) something I don't know there's no time travel. I don't know what's going on. It's it's a funny has a funny approach to dealing with the idea of a soul. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, teacher gets to the bottom, and he activates. He's got one of the 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 Clavis Glavises. Mm-hmm. Gla, gla, he's got one of Gladys Clavis Clavis, 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got Gladys Knight, and uh, Shin saves Asuna from the monster things, and they're like, oh no, he activated the thingy, we better go. So they, they run back to the edge of the world, and they see that that, that like ship or whatever, mm-hmm. that Yu-Gi-Oh ship you were saying? Yeah, like a Yu-Gi-Oh card, it looked like, I don't know, I don't know the official one, but it had like eyeballs and stuff on the side of it, and it was flying around everywhere. Yeah, it's flying down to go meet Teacher go Guy. Teacher Guy. And they're like, wow, how are we going to get down there? And There's no way we can make it, and here comes the idol of death. It's like, oh, don't worry, he's dying. Like, how do you know he's dying? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, he says he'll give us a ride. Okay. So he eats them. Which, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but for a moment I was like, oh, Mimi's going to come back. Yeah, I thought so. I either thought they were going to be dead forever like Mimi was, or that Mimi was going to come back. Because they were going to come back. Yeah, totally. Or that Mimi was going to be evolved into something else by this time. Maybe that was Mimi, you know? Like, Mimi became this this god of death thing. I don't know. That didn't have a head or wasn't It just didn't have an arm. It. It was a, yeah, it was like there to throw itself off. So, it does. And you can travel by falling creature. Right, as if long... You, if they eat you. As first. long as you're inside a creature. Yeah. You land in the breathable water. Mm-hmm. Oh, the breathable water. You're fine. And so they get down there, and the helicopter, or not helicopter, the ship is turned into like a, a god thing with a, a million eyes. and Also a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And he's like, I'm, <laughs> I need you to return my, I want you to return my wife. And so he, they make like a weird shadow version of his wife. He's like, what? Oh, she needs a vessel for her soul? Where am I going to get a vessel? A teacher! Oh. Oh. This is the other part that made me think that there may be some kind of weird thing between him and the girl. Mm. Because as soon as they say he needs a vessel, everybody knows that he's going to use the girl as the vessel for his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's weird. Just, yeah. just like, hang on for a second. That's weird. <laughs> but then, but then, like, it seems like it could be weird because it would be her body, but it also seems weird because it seems like it was his first instinct. And not yeah. just, like, as a murderous thing, but as, like, a companion thing, too. He's like... I told you not to come yeah, back Yeah, he was like, I told you not to. And... Now you're gonna be my wife? Now I'm covering you with goo. And you're gonna have a goo. soul of somebody else in you? I don't know, it was weird. Soul goop. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, without even thinking... Without even saying it out loud, like in Ghostbusters, it's like, the choice has been made... And the the soul just goes into her, and it's like this transformative thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that weird portal opened, right, with all the weird red tentacles. Oh, yeah, that weird uh, almond-shaped portal. That's all I'll say about that. And a bunch of stuff spills out. That's right. And Shin is like, oh, no, my girlfriend. And Teacher's like, no, it's my wife now. He's like, this is great. And then they're like, we Let's still make need out. something. <laughs> the the god or whatever is like, we still need something else. Right. Yeah. He's like, what do you, that young girl's body wasn't enough? And they like, <laughs> they like 
strike out his eyeball. Yep. Which I, I thought that was cool. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Berserk for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, pull his eyeball out. Then he cut his hand off. And he's going to have that metal hand like yep. Ash from Evil Dead. Oh. And? Gotta kill them deadites. Shin's like, no, the living are more important than the dead. So he attacks the the Kleba, the Cletus, and <laughs> Joel, wake up! In the end, he destroys the cla- the gl- the clavis, <laughs> and her soul, the dead woman's soul, is is released back in the thing. And the teacher's like, no, but later he seems fine with it. Mm. She kind of gives him a hard time. Yeah, she's like. His dead wife does. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of like, it's, it's nice to see you, but this isn't really what should be going on now. Like, I, I shouldn't be no. back alive, and you shouldn't be stuck thinking about this all the time. Yeah, like, she's kind of like, you pulled me out of my afterlife to to have something that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And then, yeah, after that, he seems okay with it. There, there's a really sad part where we see Asuna and she's with Shun and Mimi and they're just like in a cottage and they basically say goodbye to each other and that's that's like the most, in my opinion, the most effective scene in the movie. Uh, you know, this, this whole thing might have been about grief and how to deal with it and how saying goodbye is, is a good thing sometimes. And, you know, she walks out the door to take her life back. And it's like, no, Mimi! But, you know, everything's fine after that. They they get back up somehow. I can't remember. And They he, play a J-pop song. Oh, that's how. Okay. <laughs> the magic of J-pop. Yeah, he takes his, they take his mule all the way back. And we get, oh, yeah, we get that mule hug scene. Some credit Aww. scenes. And then... A little bit after the credits, there's a scene back in the real world, and Asuna's mom is like, you're, you're going to be late for graduation, and Asuna's like, I'm going, and she smiles at the camera, and I guess we're... Life's happy. Okay. Yeah. She had three hair clips before oh, she was happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the secret. Yep. You know that she's evolved into another person because she's got another barrette That's yep. in true. her hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's stronger now because she's right. older. Hey, mare cut, though. Her yeah. hair didn't grow that entire time. Oh, the teacher decided to stay behind in the underworld, which I don't. I feel like that's a no-no. I feel like they could have well, been just sitting by the brook together or whatever at the end in the real world. Oh. Isn't that what his the other guy does? Does he come back up? Um, I think he led them there probably, but... That was like the place at the end that we were at was the exit point when oh, they okay. when they fell down into the water. I thought that was weird. I was like, so now they're just chilling in the woods. Yeah, no, that was yeah. I don't know how she got out, but I guess it doesn't really matter because the living are more important. I think she probably just sacrificed like the grandpa to some oh that's good elder god thing and opened a portal for her to escape because mm-hmm. all the clavices are gone, right? Yep. Yeah, well, just one one. Cl- I mean, it's not even gone because there's chunks of this oh, clavis everywhere. Maybe she rode that uh that antlered uh, uh guardian. Oh yeah, you know. I remember just, you. You had a yeah. nice cat. Where's that cat? Oh, well, right. she died. Oh, let's get her out of here. Never mind. Now begins a new adventure for you. 
And you'll be with Totoro. And you'll be with me, 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 me. I wish you'd be with me, me at me, the end. Me, 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 me. You only me, me when you're very young. And then you've <laughs> got to vape. Always sleep with the lights on. Because <laughs> the shadow creatures will get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, kids. <laughs> It's like Monsters, Inc., but horrifying. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't... I really there, don't think the movie was that good. There was some cool imagery, though. Like, I have to give it to it. that There was some very striking imagery. Uh, stuff... Just going to focus real quick on some, some of the stuff that Sarah already covered. Sure. Uh, you know, the, the settings were cool. The, the clouds, the... I'm not going to say the word architecture. Uh, the buildings. <laughs> How was the architecture? It was Aaron? cool. Uh, and, but yeah, some of those some of those creature moments are real striking and aren't probably going to leave me for a while. That dream sequence with that guy's arm falling off. Um, yikes. Uh, the shadow creature with its mouth opening finally. The, the god eating the, our, 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 our dear cat. Yeah, I'll be sorry forever. Thanks. I... Uh, I don't know. There was some, there were some very interesting moments for sure, but I have to agree with what uh, what where you're getting at. Anyways, Joel, yeah, it's probably not a movie I would recommend. Unfortunately, I mean, I guess I kind of would recommend it to people who are really into Miyazaki, but I would say like it's a Miyazaki ish movie. Like, but I mean, there are some people who are looking for more of that. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And. I mean, the story is unusual, but I don't know. I I found it entertaining, but I also found it a little bit difficult with, like, the death and the... And it is visually really cool. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't bother other people as much. Just for a movie that was adventure, you know, with some swordplay and, you know, monsters and gods, I I found it pretty dull. Pretty dull and un unearned you know it tried to work with your emotions and and didn't really earn those things like yeah, we, i, I didn't, didn't feel any attachment to any of the characters except for mimi the cat <laughs> and mm-hmm. i guess it doesn't take much for me to feel attached to an animal character but like you you have basically three main character people that you could have done and if not three then that number one the girl asuna like we should have got something, and I just never was. I never felt anything for her. Yeah, but like I said, it could be a lost in translation thing. Maybe if I watch it with Japanese, uh, in Japanese with subtitles in English, I'll get something more out of it. I was going to mention. Uh, I am interested in this dire- more of this director's work, though. Uh, he did that movie, Your Name. Yeah, which is supposed to be really good, right? Yeah, I want to check that one out. And There's another one too, I believe, that just came out recently. Recently, right? The mm-hmm. uh, like let, last year, maybe. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, your name was last year, wasn't it? Oh, maybe that's one that I'm thinking then. Yeah. Let's see. He did. Yeah, your name. Well, your name was 2016. Yeah. But I think he got released here in 2017. Uh, so something called Garden of Words, and then Children Who Chase Lost Voices, which is the one we watched. Okay. Five centimeters per second. The place promised in our early days. Uh, yeah. I thought there was one that came out last year by him, but I guess I was incorrect. Yeah, you're ruining everything. That's right. 
Weathering with You is coming out this year. Mm. A young man befriends a girl who can manipulate the weather. Oh. Sounds like a classic in the making. Anyways, I mean, this is like I'm one, just like with any movie you watch, I'm glad I watched it. And it's, like I said, I feel like it, our anime episodes are few and far between, unless somebody specifically requests something. So, hey, listener, if you want an anime, if you want an anime, oh. go to Japan. No, <laughs> if you want us to discuss more anime or animated movies in general, message us on Twitter, on Facebook, write into the email, please don't podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Go to the comic book store and talk to Aaron. <laughs> That happens. Directly. I'm there. Uh, there's lots of ways to get in contact with us. And just, just let us know because we're always open for requests and suggestions. Like if you're if you're burning to hear our idiot voices talking about things, we're ready to go. So are you guys okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, so this, this is the start of anime month, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to figure, figure out a theme month. But <laughs> right. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Next up, Akira. <laughs> or Bart, Bart Kira. Let's let's just do all the animes that Joel thinks are just okay. So we're gonna do Kira. We're gonna do Ghost in the Shell. Oh, we can do the do... the Simpsons version. Bart Kira. Uh, what's the uh, What's the other one that people like that I think is just okay? Anyways, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin anybody else's Christmas here. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from children who dance with devils? Did you like Did you like Ninja Scroll? I mean, back in the day I did, but mm-hmm. something tells me I wouldn't like it now. We, we, I think we might have to watch a Ninja Scroll. <laughs> okay, I don't, Sarah, have you seen Ninja Scroll? I don't know. I don't think so. It's pretty... Okay. Uh, maybe, I w- maybe I did. <laughs> I'd be interested in your guys' reaction. I mean, there's there's a rock monster that... Uh, well, anyways. <laughs> was it out when we were teenagers? Yeah. yeah. There's a chance oh, I saw it when I was a teenager. It was the hot... <laughs> when we were like just exiting high school or possibly whatever like everyone was like yeah ninja scroll i got it on vhs and then oh man the dvd is so crisp <laughs> i was more about vampire hunter d myself oh yeah. yeah i saw that too i think i never saw vampire hunter d really i watched helsing okay the, the original series oh, I, I understand it's been remade hugh jackman right yes <laughs> I don't know if I saw Hellsick or not, but I think I saw Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, was Vampire Hunter D a movie or was it a series? Vampire Hunter D was a movie, okay. and then they released a uh, it's uh, OV- late late eighties, yeah, and then they then then they released a sec- uh, a second one when we were in high school. We should do Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the movie? the movie, yeah, yeah, that'd be rad. Mm-hmm. You know, in our new Patreon, that uh, of course we're going to be doing a Patreon because people want to give us their money. Just mm-hmm. kidding, nobody wants to do that. Uh, we could do all the episodes, but uh, oh, uh, followed by all the Deep Space Nine episodes. I mean, oh, we're watching them. Shut up. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna Quark. Yeah, I'm not turning it down. We've got Odo. The heart. I, yeah, I do have. No, that's a wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys think of a lesson from Journey to Agartha, because I can't remember the other title. And Children of the Wailing Sun. Shut up. Children (laughs) who chase voices. Voices, yes. Lost voices. Children who chase lost voices. 
So, listener, uh, write into please don't podcast gmail.com, message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you have a few dollars you do want to send our way, we have a uh, coffee site that's at ko fi.com slash pdsmios. You could do $3 increments, and uh, we'd appreciate any cash you can send our way. And of course, we appreciate anybody who listens, anyways. Uh, thank you to David DeRoy for our theme music. Thanks, David. Thank Jed you, David. Dowtry for our podcast art. Thanks, Judd. And yeah, Jed, of course, to our constant listener, Kim Torres, Scott Pats. Uh, I don't know. There's probably other people. I'd I say Spencer, but he's, he's more like a part of the family. Thanks, homies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and listen to the upcoming uh, upcoming project done by Aaron that's all about different kinds of underwear. Oh. Actually, you said you were going to go to a cat convention. Oh, I was thinking about going to CatCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be in Pasadena. Yeah, you can tell us about all the cats you get to pet. Oh, yeah, man. Princess and, Princess know. Monster Truck, Little Bub. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grumpy Cat, probably. Mm-hmm. That'll be expensive. I'm sure it's like one of those stupid, like, Get a chance to pet Grumpy Cat. Forty dollars. No, no, no. Like probably like one hundred to five hundred dollars. I mean, wow. for a chance to pet that Grumpy yeah. Cat. Yeah. Is Jonathan Frakes gonna be there? He can pet his head. I mean, it's really good for your brand, Joel. If you get a photo holding Grumpy Cat. I mean, yeah. Can, hey, Grumpy Cat, can you say please don't send me into outer space? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Do you guys have a lesson from children who chase after lost voices because they don't have anything better to do? Because they don't have any parents around. Children. (laughs) Children who chase voices because they're unattended. Children. Children (laughs) who need constant supervision or they may get attacked by a bear. Um. The movie. Uh, take care of your kids. Oh, oh, that's a great lesson for this movie. Yeah, I didn't really get that from this one because my kids seem to be fine. He, she just went to the underworld. But I don't, um, I think a good lesson for this movie is like it's difficult to let go sometimes, but like it's better than going to the underworld to try and bring an undead back or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, like don't, don't stunt your own evolution because something, yeah, like it's, it's something like that. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's unfortunate that, you know, uh, our loved ones do pass. Yeah. Uh, It sucks. Something that in my own personal life, I've, I've been dealing with the, some death in the family, so I, I get it, you know? Uh, it would be great to go travel to some fictional land to go bring them back, but, you know, it's just, uh, it's not part of the natural order of things. So, yeah, yeah. It's a fantasy. That's right. Is this the real life? Anyways, what? Oh, and um, don't kill a cat hey, and yeah. feed it to a demon. Don't take my lesson. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You got two lessons. I'll stop. No, it's all right. Aaron, do you have a lesson? Uh, my lesson is uh, be sure to uh, keep yourself, or be sure to vaccinate your kids, because like, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they might go to the underworld, and who knows what kind of diseases they might bring back, or yeah. be, you know. <laughs> 
I heard there's a part in the Dark Tower movie where Roland gets is in a hospital and they're like, you've got all the hepatitises. <laughs> like, wait, what? Uh, all I'm going to say about that movie is I turned it on. I started it. I fell asleep. I mean, I that, was boom out. That doesn't mean that's you fall asleep during most movies. That's true. I guess I am experience. a bit of a cinematic narcoleptic yeah. person. You're like, wow, this movie is really exciting. <laughs> Star Wars. I can't wait to find out who killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my lesson is, and this is, it's not the same as what Sarah said, but it is, it, it is in the key of uh, the note she was playing. That uh, and I, I think I might have said this before. Filmmakers do not attempt to squeeze emotion out of somebody by killing a character you know your audience can't help but have sympathy for. It's like you have to earn that. You can't just be like the adorable character everybody likes. Oh, it's dead now. How do you feel? Are you sad? Good. That's what we want. Oh, your tears are feeding me. Give me more of your tears. Your tears. It's just, it doesn't work. And and to have it be, like, pointless and to not go anywhere else. Right. It wasn't like a sacrifice. Like, the cat didn't die to save it. Like, no. Like, oh, its journey's over. Oh, now it's dead. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, crap. I guess its journey really was over. <laughs> That's like, crap. We'll just tell her. Uh, you, she sat on the cat on accident. We'll just tell them that they, its journey was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time had come. Oh, no. Hey, Grandpa probably sat on the cat. No, no. Probably. Oh, oh, no. Well, he was telling that little girl to do all the chores for him. That's it. Or may, you know what? Maybe the whole thing is BS and like it's like, oh, that monster is coming. We have to feed it. Uh, hmm. oh, oh, the cat. Because <laughs> the teacher even makes a joke. Oh, we'll just cook the cat. It just reminded me of cats dying, and that's not a good thing I uh-uh. want to think about. I've had plenty of sad memories about that, and it kind of reminded me of how my grandmother has had a lot of cats disappear, and one or two of them I know disappeared because they were hurt, and they knew they were going to die, and they hid, and I don't know if they were trying to say, oh, she knew she was going to die, so she just stayed behind. Uh-huh. But it's a sad thing oh, to yeah. recollect. Yeah, I, I wondered if that, like, she'd been injured by the the scary monster things, and that's why. But maybe she stuck around for a little bit longer than that. So I don't know. So on that terribly sad note, <laughs> cheer up! We'll watch a, a a funnier movie next week. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.